Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. If you usually listen to me on Spotify and you've not been getting my latest episodes, click the Spotify link in the description so you can follow the updated podcast feed. Welcome, friends, to another r slash nuclear revenge video. Today, we've got some crazy stories of revenge against some awful bosses. But first, make sure to hit those like and subscribe buttons down below so you never miss any of my daily videos. That said, our first story of the day is I got my pervert boss suspended. One thing I've learned during my climb up the corporate ladder is that you're gonna encounter many types of bosses. The sad part of it all is that they can't and won't all be good. In fact, I dare say that you're going to encounter more bad bosses than good ones. My personal experience with a crazy boss happened well over 10 years ago. I was fresh out of business school and ready to face life head on. My dream was to become the CEO of my own company. It had been my dream since I was 9 and my dad got laid off from the factory he worked after 20 years of service. Enough about that. As a newbie in the business world, I knew that I had to start from somewhere. I sent my CV to multiple companies where I hoped to intern and being a straight A student I got numerous responses. I did all the interviews and eventually chose the most popular company which would look pretty good on my resume. Fortunately, it was also the company with the best salary. I was really happy because it looked like things were going well for me. I felt like there was only one way to go, and it was up. Huh, what a joke. On my first day on the job as a market research analyst intern, I put on some really nice clothes, said some positive words to myself in the mirror, and headed to work. The day was bright, and it seemed like everyone was smiling at me. I still remember the type of coffee I bought that day decaf soy latte with an extra shot and cream. I drank my coffee happily as I walked into the office. One of the things I quickly noticed was the facial expression of most of the other workers in the office. Some looked sad, some angry, and some just looked tired. I didn't see one single happy face in the office. Well, time to spread happiness and joy, I thought. I was introduced to the market research director. His name was Harold, but everyone called him Mr. H, so I did too. Mr. H took me to the cubicle in a hurry without giving me the office tour first. I thought he was being rude at the time, until I understood why he did so. Turns out that the COO, who was in charge of the company operations, expected all new employees to be at the office an hour before the official working hour, so they would have familiarized themselves with the ins and outs of the office. He had already fired 10 new employees that week, and Mr. H saved me from being the 11th victim. Anyways, the COO left quite early, just a little over an hour after I arrived. I didn't get to meet him. As soon as he left the office floor, one of the workers gave a whoop of joy, and the others followed and cheered. I found this weird and unprofessional because I expected that a workplace should be a loving environment where everyone respected each other. How naive I was. The office assistant approached me and welcomed me into the company. She introduced herself as Lucky. I asked her why everyone seemed to have a problem with the boss because I noticed that after the boss left, the whole office environment became more lively. 
The first thing she told me was that the chief operating officer was the worst person to ever work with. She explained that he was narcissistic, egotistic, manipulative, abusive, and even racist. While Lucky gave me the tour around the office, she told me about some of her personal encounters with him. He calls her names and tries to make her feel bad whenever he feels like it. There was one time he misplaced a file and told her to go look for it. Hours after hours she searched and searched but didn't find anything when she went back to tell him that she didn't find it. He laughed and told her that this is the reason why she was just an office assistant. He told her that was all she was meant to be. He called her idiotic, moronic, stupid, and other names which left her crying that day. Turns out that he actually left the file at home. Mr. H also told me some of the stories of his own altercations with the COO. He had asked Mr. H to get him coffee. Mr. H called an intern to get it instead since he was busy. The COO fired him immediately. This has happened over six times already in the past few months. But every time it happened, Mr. H would have to get on his knees and beg. It was really demeaning. I listened to all of their stories with keen interest, but in my mind, I felt like I wouldn't have the same problem because I was special. A perfect score student from one of the best business schools in the country. No boss can afford to treat me like crap. Or so I thought. The next day, I put on nicer clothes, a brighter smile, and the same order of coffee, and headed to work. I wished I stayed in bed. As soon as I got out of the elevator in the office, I literally bumped into the boss. He looked at me with disgust, then asked who I was. I told him my name and office, and when I extended my hand for a handshake, he waved me off and told me to get to work. As I walked to my cubicle, I couldn't help but remember that as I spoke, He just kept staring at my chest. It was weird and uncomfortable for me, so I spoke to Lucky about it. She told me the other part of the COO's story. He was a huge pervert. He'd hit on literally every girl in the office, even going as far as touching them in private. Nobody had been able to report him because they had no proof. And when the brave ones cried, he fired them before they could make their case. I asked Lucky if the COO was married and, to my surprise, he was. That same day during lunch break, I was listening to one of the guys in IT who was going on and on about the size of his print server as I ate my cheese danish. The boss walked into the office and everyone went silent. He smiled triumphantly and walked into his office. A few seconds later he walked out of his office and using his eyes he scanned around the floor. His eyes rested on me and he motioned for me to follow him. Good luck, I'm sure you'll need it, the IT guy said to me as I dropped my Danish and orange juice and walked into his office. He asked me to close the door, which I did. He sat on his chair looking straight at me. His eyes wandered around my body as he checked me out from head to toe. I instantly started to feel self-conscious and uncomfortable. Then he asked for my name, which I told him. The next question he asked was, do you want to get fired today? I looked at him with wide eyes. I didn't know what to say, how to reply to his question. Who on earth wants to get fired? I told him no, and he told me to stay away from the IT guys. I didn't understand, but I didn't want to ask any questions. All I wanted right there was to get out of that office as quickly as I could. But before I could leave, he told me to clear out his desk and tidy up the office. I wanted to point out that cleaning wasn't in my job description, but he did just threaten to fire me, so... I felt like things were still a bit touchy, so I immediately went to work, rearranging his files and wiping off the coffee stains on the desk. 
One time I needed to wipe off the stain at the far end of the desk, close to where he was seated, but it was too far away and I couldn't have done it without brushing up against him. I expected that he was going to stand up to give me room, but he didn't. He watched me in amusement as I struggled to reach the dirt from far away. When that failed, I turned to him and begged him to give me room. He said he was too tired to stand and that I should use the space available. I had no choice but to brush up against him with my butt as I wiped the stain out. When I thought that there was nothing worse than this, he stood up and grabbed me by the waist. What the heck? I let out a loud yelp as I jumped out of his hole. He sat back laughing hard at my reaction. He didn't try to apologize. He even said something about me being as squirmy as a worm. I rushed out of the office feeling so humiliated and angry that I almost broke down in tears. The worst thing about it was how powerless I felt. I couldn't say anything because I didn't want to get fired and because I didn't know who to report to. I told Lucky what happened and all she said was, Welcome to the club. This was the first of many encounters I had with the chief operations officer. The next time he called me to his office, he made me rearrange his filing cabinet, which again wasn't part of my job description. That day, while I was sorting out the files, he made a show of tripping over a chair and groping my backside before falling to the ground. I couldn't take it anymore. I turned to him and threatened to report him to the disciplinary board if he ever harasses me physically again. He smiled at me, a smile that didn't reach his eyes, told me to give it my best shot. I told Lucky and the IT guy what had happened, and they looked at me wide-eyed. Why on earth would you say that, they said at the same time. They begged me to go back and apologize because he won't fire me. Instead, he would make my stay in the company a living heck, till I decide to quit myself. Well, I didn't go back to apologize, and as they said, the COO made my stay worse than the depth of the seventh heck. He fired his assistant and made me take up his job, along with my normal duties. When I tried to protest, he threatened to fire me and make sure I don't get another job in the business space. Thinking about it now, I should have called his bluff. He didn't have that kind of power. I fetched his coffee, arranged his files, wrote his emails, and picked up his calls. This made me slack in my normal duties and I always had to spend more time in the office just to catch up. I didn't want to quit because it'll look bad for my resume, so I decided to endure everything. It couldn't possibly get worse than this, I told myself. And I believed it until one day when the CEO and some shareholders came to the company for a meeting. The COO handed me some files to print out for the meeting, and I did exactly as told. During the meeting, the CEO opened the file, and turns out that the COO handed me the wrong file. I expected him to stand up and apologize for his negligence, but instead he said, Apologies, ladies and gentlemen. My assistant seems to have mixed up the file. Please forgive her, she's a bit slow. I couldn't believe my ears. He couldn't take the blame. So he threw me under the bus. And what's worse, he completely embarrassed me in front of everyone. I walked out of the conference room before the tears fell from my eyes. I decided then that I couldn't beat him and I shouldn't even try. So I went back to my cubicle and drafted my resignation letter. After I did that, I went to drop it in the COO's office. They were still in the conference meeting. So I dropped the letter on his desk. As I turned to leave, something caught my attention. His computer. I turned to get a better view. He left his personal email open. I scrolled across his messages and imagined my surprise when I found out that most of his conversations were with people who sold a certain commodity. 
exchanging inappropriate photos and hot dog pics. Just then, an idea came to my head. A way to get my revenge for all he had done to me and everyone else. I brought out my phone and took pictures of all the conversations, then turned to leave. I turned back immediately and removed my resignation letter. I couldn't quit just yet. I hurried over to Lucky and the IT guy and told them about my plan and they readily agreed to join me. The next day, we got to work. The first phase of the plan was to get his home address and send the pictures directly to his wife. Getting his home address was easy for the IT guy and Lucky opted to deliver the photos to his wife. The next phase of the plan was to create a burner email address and send the pictures and conversations to all the workers of the company, including the CEO. The IT guy also did this, and I sat back and relaxed, waiting for the fireworks. A few minutes after the lunch break, the whole company received a broadcast email, and I could see the look of shock on the faces of my colleagues. I turned my face to the COO's office, his door was open so I could peek in, and I was just in time to see him open up the email. He was eating a burrito when the email popped up on his screen. He opened it, and his jaw nearly fell to the ground. He dropped the burrito instantly and started to hyperventilate. I was scared for a minute there because I thought he was having a heart attack. Before he could react, a woman, which I later found out to be his wife, walked out of the elevator and straight into his office. We couldn't hear them, but from what we saw, it was really bad. She stormed out of the office and into the elevator, still yelling. I couldn't make out most of what she said, but I heard the words, I'm filing that divorce and I'm gonna take you for all you're worth. The COO walked out of his office, threatening to fire everyone if they didn't find out who sent the email. But before they could actually start firing people, the CEO walked in. They held an impromptu meeting behind closed doors. I don't know what happened inside the office, but when the doors opened again, the COO was packing his stuff and clearing his desk. He wasn't fired, but indefinitely suspended. But that was good enough for me. He couldn't possibly know who set him up, and he probably wouldn't learn any lesson. I don't really care. All I know is I wouldn't be seeing him for a long time, and that's good enough for me. In all honesty, if you were the CEO of a company, and you found out that your COO was having an affair on their wife, and even spending some money for some Captain Hooks, should that be reason enough to straight up fire them from their work position? Or does it have to be something that actually affects their work? Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Before you would consider that. I'd like to know what you guys think in the comments down below. 
That said, our final story of the day is I hid garlic in my evil boss's office. I've been working in the shipment and logistics industry for five years, and I can say with no shame that I worked my way up the ranks. But when you work for a chain, there's no real credit assigned to the stuff you get done. Because you can impress a manager today and before they get a chance to big you up to the higher ups, there's a new manager being transferred in. It was hard to get promoted, but I went above and beyond to make myself known and I guess that made me quite an easy target when this new guy came in. Let's call him Joe. Joe is one of those people who took 17 project management courses and believes his list of certifications make him better than the next guy. Meanwhile, Joe probably couldn't handle a full week's worth of procurement scheduling if left on his own. But he had a fancy title and, in his books, that's all the power he needed. Now, the company chain sort of works like a police precinct station. The detectives and patrol cops stay, but the captains may come and go. I was the kind of detective that a lot of captains heard about. Sorry for the police analogy. I've been watching too much Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Anyway, so Joe comes into our branch about a month before our old manager was going to retire. According to him, he came early to get familiar with the lay of the land. But after getting to know him, I can bet an entire month's salary that he only came to scope out his likely threats and competitions so he'd be able to micromanage as much as he loves to. Guess strategizing is one thing he learned from all those courses and certifications. The first week Joe was understudying, our old boss felt like a performance review for everyone working at the office. He would ask our old boss why he wasn't doing XYZ or why he was doing ABC. And whenever our old boss responded, you could literally see Joe stick his nose in the air like, I would do better. And the worst part was when he was talking to the procurement and shipment staff which I was part of, although my responsibilities fell more in line with a line manager, but the title is the title. Anyway, if Joe wanted to address us, he called us by our titles first before our names, in the most condescending way imaginable. But no one was really phased by his behavior because he wasn't the first difficult manager we'd had. And in fact, our retiring boss was one of the best we've ever had, and he didn't approve leave days unless you submitted your request a week earlier. So that's saying something, and Joe was quickly looking the worst of the flock. But half of the things that made us angry weren't even his direct actions. Half the time, they were more of the things he influenced and changes that happened when he became our boss. For instance, two weeks after Joe fully resumed as the branch manager, he created a new report system. Before then, we did department reports individually, and then our line or department heads would present a joint report to the manager. But Joe wanted to pick and prod at every single staff member, so days for reports became longer and everyone was physically feeling the strain of preparing a lengthier report and maintaining the work schedule. But we didn't complain. After all, the manager is supposed to know best. But then Joe started to get really annoying. He was deducting minutes from our pay if anyone got in late and doing other petty things like limiting the coffee beans available in the break room because people were spending too much time at the wrong machines. But I felt like he was particularly cruel when it came to me. And yes, I know this may make me sound like a bit of a douche, but it's true. I'm very good at what I do. So good in fact that one of the C-level assistants know me by name and regularly checks in with me for dirty deets about the branch. Nothing shady, just honest reviews. And because of this, a lot of the branch managers try to be on my good side because they think I can sell out and get them into trouble. 
While I do everything I can to try and get them to treat me like every other staff member, it seems Joe's approach was to treat me like less than a staff member. Right off the bat, after my old boss retired, Joe called me into his office and went on this long spiel of how he's sure I found a way to call the shots and blah 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 when other managers were in town. But things would be different with him around and I shouldn't expect anything less than the others. And then I tried to defend myself and assure him that I was always professional, but it didn't seem to have much of an effect, and he dismissed me. So I dismissed his reaction and went about business as usual, but then his complaints and digs became more direct. I was scheduled for an appendicitis surgery a few months after Joe resumed, and when I put in for leave, HR told me that Joe told them not to give me more than a week at a stretch because I was owing company time. Firstly, that was a hot pile of BS, but I didn't want to get into a row with Joe in a battle of strongly worded work environment friendly email arguments, so I let it slide. And then anytime Joe passed by, and I just so happened to grimace while working, literally six days after my surgery, he would announce loudly to the room, You may not be happy to see me, but I don't care. I was really pissed off by the whole situation, but at that point it just seemed like every mean boss story that I've ever heard, and nothing seemed out of the typical evil boss setting, but then Joe just kept getting worse and worse, until he did the most unforgivable thing. At our branch, there's this sweet lady who's a single mom of three and works the night shift cleaning at our office. She usually comes in about an hour before we officially close. Remember how Joe had us staying behind more often? Well, that made our cleaning lady have to do a lot more, and they got paid a fixed price, not per hour. So we all felt bad that she was doing more work, spending more time at the job, and still getting paid the same. And what makes it worse is that she'd just had one of her kids get admitted in the hospital. And between bills and the longer hours, it was obviously taking a toll on her, but telling Joe to allow them to keep their regular hours would imply picking up their responsibilities? and we already had enough on our plates, plus a job is a job. However, we also knew that it wouldn't be right to just stand by and not help her out, so we decided to chip in for a tip bucket for her. After about a month, during which she probably worked overtime worth like a week, I and a bunch of the other staff decided to give her the equivalent of half her salary. When I tell you she was so hyped up, the salary she was getting wasn't a lot in the first place, but after we gave her the tip, she literally started crying, and everyone felt good about it. Well, everyone except Joe, of course. When the lady brought in some garlic bread for us the following week, when the majority of us were working late shifts to prepare special reports for Joe, she'd made it herself, and it was still quite hot, so the smell quickly filled the room. Unfortunately, Joe stays back when we stay back just to make sure everyone completed their tasks. And that evening, he was around when she brought in the garlic bread. Saying he was pissed would be the understatement of the year. You would think that he had a personal vendetta against garlic bread. He marched out of his office and asked in the haughtiest voice imaginable, What the freaking heck is stinking up this place? And the cleaning lady's face fell immediately. The rest of us just kept exchanging glances with some people's piece of bread hanging halfway to their mouths. Joe spotted the garlic bread and said, Do we now allow lunch at the desks? That's when I spoke up and told him it was only because we were past official hours. Big mistake. It almost seemed like he'd been waiting for an opportunity to rain down on me. 
Joe's face slowly turned red and he flew into this huge rap about how I was so fond of insubordination and rude and unprofessional and a million other non-existent flaws. Then he asked who brought the bread in and the cleaning lady spoke up despite the fact that I tried to signal her not to. Joe turned to her and told her that being a cleaner didn't mean she couldn't understand professional ethics. Meanwhile, this is an office that holds monthly game nights, or at least we used to, before Joe arrived and called them a colossal waste of time and company resources. Anyway, the cleaning lady had no response because she was obviously offended, and then Joe delivered his final blow. He fired her. Then he turned to us and told us, And if anyone has anything to say about that, you can take her place. I didn't realize when I stood up, and till now I'm not sure if I ever made up my mind to be done with Joe's BS, but I was done and I couldn't deal with his ridiculousness anymore. Besides, I'm incredible at QA and I had a Trojan horse, so I didn't think that the corporation would allow him to actually fire me, but I knew he would try his best. As soon as I stood up, I saw Joe's satisfied smirk. I told him to fire me and I grabbed my bag and stuff and I just left. My coworkers were texting me and sending emails immediately and one of them even said the cleaning lady cried for a bit after I left. But I realized it wasn't even about her or saving her job, it was about doing something to clip Joe's wings. He was going to end up doing the very thing he didn't want to and that's kiss my butt. Like I predicted, a day after I walked out on Joe, my friend in HR called and said they were trying to process my termination, per Joe's request. But he couldn't provide any factual claim of my insubordination, and my newly renewed contract stated I had to finish working with our engineers, implementing the QA module I'd pitched to one of my old managers, who was now part of the admin at corporate. It was a project that was kept under wraps so that people didn't slack on the job while waiting for a simpler solution for their responsibilities. So only a few people knew about it. Anyway, Joe obviously wasn't part of that circle that knew, and I'd avoided gloating about it to clip his wings so it could be my Trojan horse. I told my HR friend that I had only one thing that could convince me not to quit and break the contest. Joe needed to apologize to me, the cleaning lady, and the staff for being such a brick. She wasn't sure it would be possible, but she'd find a way to put it in corporate writing so it could be negotiable. True to her promise, barely two days later, I received a call from Joe. I let the first and second calls go to voicemail, and then I picked up on the third. Joe spent the first 30 seconds of the call cussing me out and reminding him that I could be a wise butt but he could make my life very miserable if I chose not to opt out of the contract and finish the project as a freelancer. When he paused for me to reply, I let the call be silent for about 5 seconds and then I told him, see you on Monday boss, and I hung up. I stopped at the farmer's market that weekend and bought several bulbs of garlic and a tiny stick reed diffuser. I took out some of the reeds that came with the original lavender scent of the diffuser and kept them aside. Then I blended all the garlic and mixed them with some onion oil I had for my hair. Then I emptied the mixture from heck into the diffuser on Sunday night after soaking the reeds in it. Bright and early on Monday morning, I was one of the first people to arrive at the office, and because I knew Joe would try to find any and every reason to be a jerk, I wasn't shocked to find him at the office, hoping to catch me being late. Psych. I put on my most humble face and went to meet him. I apologized for being rude and all the adjectives he'd used to describe him. 
Then I presented the reeds that still had the pleasant lavender scent on them and told him I'd brought them as a peace offering so we could erase the very thing that started this whole mess. Of course, being the jerk he is, he sniffed the sticks first as I expected, then told me he expected more compliant behavior as I was supposed to set an example for the junior staff and interns. I nodded and told him I would set up the diffuser in his office. I placed the garlic-onion combo right beside his window. Joe didn't believe in using the air conditioning unless it was super hot outside. He was so prudent one would think the company was his inheritance, but that worked perfectly for my revenge. The next day, Joe stepped out of his office and went back in several times looking confused before asking, is anyone eating some garlic? I could barely hold my laughter in but I did my best. And for the rest of the day, Joe found any and every reason to be out of his office. The smell drove him crazy for about a week before he finally discovered that it was the diffuser. When I told him that rejecting a peace offering I had given him after he tried to fire me would only prove to HR that he was chasing a personal vendetta, and I showed him the harassment complaint form I'd printed out weeks before, he threw out the diffuser himself. I'd like to say that he never bothered anyone again, but I think he knew I couldn't play hero for everyone. But for the rest of the six months he spent at the branch, he was relatively civil. Honestly, I think this is a rare story where a company actually cherishes and values the worker that is doing some valuable work. Usually in a lot of situations like this, at least from the stories I've read, they'll still go ahead and take Joe's side for some stupid reason and fire OP and just totally handicap themselves. But no, this time they gave OP the power to fight back against some ignoramus. Just beautiful. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now, if you want to hear another absolutely crazy revenge story, click on that left video. Or if you missed my latest video, check out the one on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.